Hey there! Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Corner. Today you have a special edition. I brought my best friend Alicia to share some of her thoughts on friendship. Everything we talk about in this video is unfiltered. We're sharing our very honest thoughts. So, a little bit disclaimer here. Please be kind, be gentle to us, to my friend. If you do have a different opinions, remember we agree with disagree. So, if you do have a different thoughts, please leave a comment down below and share your thoughts with us. But please be kind. <laughs> Did they say that it's being recorded? Yes. Did it, that part scared me? I had a meeting yesterday. Um, and from between three thirty to four thirty, it was all great timing because then I can test my skills and then see if I can record anything. And then all of a sudden, there was like, "Your video has been recorded." I was like, "Holy cow! I got shocked about it." So okay, I'll I'll just warn you when we do that so you don't get scared about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the reason I'm talking about this and just. And I know you always text me、uh, occasionally, and I feel like I'm such a bad friend because I didn't start to texting message until like I need your help. Hey, can you do me a favor? You know, <laughs> you know, I know I haven't talked to you for a while, but you know, but I at that moment you were like you were talking about a lot of people, and I remember you sent me the video of you doing、uh, some voiceover for your friend, and I was like,、oh, wow, you really know a lot of different friends. Like I wish I could meet them.、Uh, But that's when I started thinking about friendship. I feel like, how could you, how could you manage to have so many friends that with different personalities? Maybe. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I think I just well, like for me personally, I think I just kind of amass friends from different circles. So, like for instance, that video that I sent you, that is my friend from from high school. And to be honest, like when we met when we were thirteen, she thought I was really weird. So, I mean, <laughs> you imagine, like you know, seventeen years later, we're really good friends. But、um, I don't know. I think part of it is like it's just part of my personality. I like connecting with people and.、Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess I've I've worked in a few different industries, and now I've gone back to school twice. So I've just sort of met people in different areas as I went along. I guess. Yeah, you see, I love connecting with people, and that reminded me when we started our HR course. I remember I forgot the professor's name, but we're doing recruiting or something, and she asked one question that Why do you want to do HR? I still remember my first answer is I love people. I was like, What on earth? I would love people. Like I'm not. I probably hate the people most. Lies, <laughs> and then she looked at me. She's like,、uh, "You sure that's your answer?" I, I still remember saying, "Yeah, yeah, I, I have this passion for people." And I said, "You do understand HR fires people, right?" So,、um, yeah, but I still love people. So I was really trying so hard. <laughs> that's also why, yeah, I didn't excel in an HR career either, Bay, because like I don't like confrontation, and I don't think I could deal with people all day long. <laughs> But you know, I think that was a common response amongst people in HR. I think generally the intentions of HR professionals are good; like they want to go into the profession to help people. It's just that the reality is like, well, I don't know. I don't want to get too <laughs> not to get too <laughs> controversial. But I mean, a lot of times, like HR, especially like in a private company, they're protecting the, you know, the assets of the company versus like being there to help.、Yeah. But, yeah. I never thought about doing HR because I was trying so hard to get in、uh, Western and doing an education. 
right? So right. that was my goal. I tried many times. I failed, and I was like, okay, finally, I'm gonna give up. And then I applied for Fanshawe. The funny thing is, I went there and talked to the counselor, and the one person told me that I should do the three year program. And then get a bachelor degree. I was like, well, if I had the money, I would probably do that. But the problem is, I didn't have that much money, so that's why I was looking for something I could do and get a diploma degree right away, so I could find a job. So, and she was really trying to convince me about that. I was like, I don't really believe that's what I want. But yeah, thank you so much. And then I went to uh, our dean. I don't know if she's still the dean, the department、uh, of the business department right now. But I email her. I say, you know, is that possible? We could set up a meet, and I can talk about, you know,、uh, what's the difference between those two programs and the potential. And then she just said, the only thing for you because I was an international student is if you do this, you can only use that in Canada because everything regulations policies were all about Canadian、uh, law, right? So I said, okay, I understand that. Then I took it. That's when I felt like I never regretted. Taking that course, that's because how we met each other, right?、Aww. Right. So I started.、Uh, I had a hard time. I think first month, and it was just I thought my English was pretty good, but the first month that was really hard. I didn't understand anything.、Mm-hmm. And then we had the conference at, at、uh, like a job fair or business、oh, for、right. something. The conference, remember? I, the- yeah, I can't remember. It was some sort of HR conference that we went to, right? Yeah. That's when I became very close to Salmia, and we became friends. I didn't even know how. I don't remember those moments, but we weren't really close back then. And we had our exam group, and you weren't even in the group, but you kind of felt bad what happened to us afterwards. Remember?、Right. So, oh yeah, and I remember that part because we were waiting for bus buses,、yeah. and then I was telling you what happened. I'd have felt really bad because I. I didn't get in trouble because of the way I、yes. managed the test, right? I told you about that, and I feel I like, and that you shared your opinions on like you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. This is a personal choice or something like that. So, wow, okay, I'm talking to a girl who's really nice to me who said nothing about my language, and she actually understands me.、Hmm, that's very interesting. So, I didn't even know how、uh, we started. Yeah, that's so nice, Bay. Yeah, because I was trying to—I was reflecting, knowing that we were going to have this conversation, just、mm-hmm. trying to think about how our friendship developed. And like, I remember meeting you at Fanshawe, and I remember not being too close to you initially.、Mm-hmm. And I don't remember whether we just kept in touch. Like, I probably just like messaged you every once in a while, or something.、Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I just a little poke.、Yeah. I didn't really really remember. Like how we interacted at school. The only thing I remember, I thought about that the other day. I was just laughing out loud by myself, and Brad said, "Are are you okay?" So, your your MacBook, the white plasticky,、yeah. <laughs> the thing. I remember you were typing so fast in front of me, and I could hear the keyboard like da 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 da. da everything was, like, wow, that girl can really type. Holy cow! And <laughs> you and you look at me like, oh, hopefully I'm not too. Too loud. I was like, "Yeah, no, no, no. You're perfect. <laughs> you're you're fine." And then you kept doing that. So、like, wow, there's no way I can take notes like that. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Because my current roommate tells me that I'm a really loud typer. So <laughs> I haven't changed, Bay. I'm still the same person you met. You know, however long ago, eight, seven years ago. It was、yeah. 2015, January 2015. Wow.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, really crazy. I can't believe it. it 
I can't believe seven years. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the pivotal moments of our friendship that I recall was meeting you for lunch. Like this has got to be probably four or five years ago. And we met up um, at a patio at a mall. Hooray, yes. And yeah. I was laughing because the patio like just overlooked the mall parking lot. Like it was the worst patio ever. <laughs> I was like, hmm, look at all these cars and hear the horns or whatever. But I do remember like there was always something very different about you to me. Like you're just so funny. And I mean, sometimes you intend to be and sometimes you don't intend to be. <laughs> but I don't know. I just remember always really appreciating like your humor and your wisdom And I remember, I don't remember what we talked about at that lunch, but I just remember feeling very close to you and like, oh yeah, this is a nice vibe that we have Mm -hmm. just just Mm one-on-one. I definitely feel the same. I think that's why I want to do this topic because I feel like it's always you texting me, say, hey, how's it going? And here's the thing, I'm saying, oh, I forgot to give you some life updates or something like that. I'm really terrible at that. And that's why uh, I kind of have a, a few friendships didn't really end well. Uh, I think so. I was trying to reflect on myself and feel like um, maybe my fault, you know, because it's a mutual relationship. You can't just have one person to start everything all the time. You have to do something too, because then they don't feel like you're responsive, right? So I felt yeah. that way. But with you, I mean, I sometimes feel bad that only you're starting that. But most of the time, I feel every time, even we don't really talk very often, and we still feel very connected. And I can share with you a lot of very, very private things. I, I'm a very private person. I don't I don't feel comfortable telling people uh, about my vulnerable aspects, right? So I feel like I, I'm exposed to someone and then I don't feel secure. But with you, I always feel like I want to tell you this, even if it's bad things, awkward things. But I still feel like, yeah, I want to tell you about it. But at the meantime, I don't want you to feel like, Oh my God, Bae's so negative every time. When, when she thinks about texting me, it's always a bad news or something like that. So No, no, Bay. Honestly, I do have a few friends who I feel like, well, yeah, one friend in particular. <laughs> no names, but I do feel like I only hear from them if they need something. And that's not a good feeling. But you're not one of those people. I think, I mean, you kind of, you kind of point to something for myself, like, I also, you know, I'm, I'm fairly private, I think, and I'm definitely more of an introvert. So I'm not always reaching out to people. And in fact, I really don't have a lot of friends in my life who, like, I don't, I don't have anyone in my life that I talk to every single day. In fact, I don't want that. (laughs) Same on the same page. Yes, I can do that. Yeah, like, I think the best kind of friendships are, like you said, it is nice to have a back and forth. But I think in all relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic or what have you, you know, there is, I think, always going to be one person who is maybe a bit more outgoing than the other one, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, And I think... The the thing for me is like, I don't mind reaching out to people, but if I were to reach out to you and then you would never respond, that's when I feel like, oh, that person isn't responsive, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't really keep too much of a, of a mental tracker as to like, oh, I texted this person three days ago and they didn't respond. Like, trust, I mean, I do have a life, like I'm, you know, I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting by my phone, like waiting, you know, why, why hasn't they texted me back? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I've, I've. I guess in the context of our friendship, I always got what I needed from you as a friend. And I know that I could call you or text you if I was really in trouble and needed something. But um, yeah, I don't feel like you're unresponsive. 
Wow. Speaking of that, I felt like so, and I think it might be different for me because I'm、uh, quite international. Now I will have friends from China. Now I have friends friends from here, from、uh, all over the countries, and then we all have different cultures. So when it comes to friendship, I feel sometimes it's very complicated. I think the reason I I have a happy life here because I fit in very well. I would say. Yeah, I would consider myself fitting here very well culturally.、Uh, I mean, I like when people set a plan and set a schedule. Even where close friends will talk about when to meet, how to meet. Is this okay for you? Does it、uh, day work for you or something? I really like that. But when it comes to dealing with my friends, and it seems like they said, I feel like we're distant. If we're friends, we're supposed to be like, oh, tomorrow, do you want to go somewhere, somewhere? And I feel like. But people do have other plans. I can't just spontaneously say yes. We'll go somewhere else tomorrow. So that way, I had one friend.、Um, I really liked her. She she was really really nice. I just felt like she was a little bit too intense for me.、Uh, not like she did something wrong, but she was very、uh, outgoing and active. Maybe that's an introverted people who can't deal with that kind of things. I felt a little bit. Pressured because I I didn't really want to go out all the time, but I also didn't want to say no to her. And then it turned to be like, she said, "Why do you always say no to me?" And back back then, you know me, I was trying so hard to with my school and other jobs, so I was trying to survive. And said, "Well, through the week, I had to do my school. I had to. I had like two, three part time jobs. I really." I really didn't have the energy to say yes all the time, and then that's when I kind of ended the friendship at that moment. I of course felt really sad about it, but then I feel like, is that me not being good at a keeping friendship? Like you have to put a little bit effort there, or it's just like your you guys are two different people that you just don't get really along with each other. Yeah, I mean, in that scenario, just based on what you just said, I would say that you're probably just not compatible as friends,、um, because I've definitely had those situations too, where I just feel like, oh, you know, this person's reaching out to me too much. And again, I think just for me personally, as soon as I feel like someone's kind of trying to infiltrate my my privacy bubble,、uh, I just feel like, no, you know, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> to be blunt,、um, but I also feel like it could be a, an issue of priorities, right? Like maybe that person was super outgoing, but maybe they only had a few close friends, and they considered you one of them. I know that I've heard from from、um, other friends who have had friends like that, where they just feel like they're. Their friend is very centered on them, whereas they themselves have a lot of different friends. And I think that also points to why maybe I don't mind not hearing from people every day because it's like if I don't hear from you, then maybe I'm talking with someone else. And then and, you know, it always comes back to again, just in the example of you and me, like it always comes back to oh, you know, I haven't heard from Bay for a while. I wonder how she's doing.、And、then I'll just send you a, a little text.、And、it doesn't have to be a lot either. It can just be you know a funny dog meme or something like that, right?、Um, just a little something to say, hey, you know, I'm thinking of you.、Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, in that in that example, to me, it sounds like you're just not compatible. A person just sounds intense. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right that they could be that you know they don't really have. Then I feel bad because I feel like they're really relying on me, and I don't want them to feel like they're not important. I mean, they're still very important to me. But maybe because we have a different 
friendship style, and I'm just not really into like daily conversation thing. I can't I can't stay with my phone all the time. When I get home after work, my phone is mostly somewhere else. I couldn't even find. Every time I was like, "Where's my phone?" and then that sort of thing. And then people said, "Will say like, oh, why don't you why why don't you respond to my message?" And then I started to feel bad about it because、uh, I just don't feel chatting twenty four seven and all the time, right? And also. Well, I, now I'm thinking about friends I have right now in China and、uh, here. We're all more like we don't really talk very often, but we're still very close and care about each other. I think it finally took me a few years to realize that maybe that's the kind of friendship I want, not the hangout all the time kind of friendship. Yeah, I mean that kind of friendship just seems more mature to me、um, because I think once you.、Uh, Once you're older and you have responsibilities, I mean, you don't have time to hang out with people every single day. Yeah, exactly. When I was at school, which you're at school right now,、uh, I feel like I had more time to deal with a lot of things.、Uh, once I had a job, and then I feel like, oh my god, this is a lot because you're not only dealing with your school, and there are a lot of things you have to do. Yeah. Oh, see, I feel like I have no time, but that's also. I feel like my. I mean, I'm sure your program was really intense too, but I feel like I have no time. It did make me laugh just thinking about not being on top of your phone all the time. I did have a classmate last semester message me on Facebook Messenger, and I had seen the message, but I hadn't clicked on it because usually I don't click messages unless I'm like you know going to respond. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'll open it and forget.、Uh, and the worst is when they can see that you've read it. Same <laughs> here. Oh my god!、Um, but this person had messaged me on Facebook Messenger, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll answer them in a couple hours when I'm sitting down, when I'm in a good headspace, and you know, we'll see.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, I logged onto my computer, and this person had messaged me through Microsoft Teams to say, "Did you see my?" My message, and I just thought, oh my gosh! Like my initial thought was, this person's a psycho.、Um, but that was an example where I kind of learned, ooh, I, you know, I kind of have to keep this person at a distance, unfortunately, because it seems like we have different communication styles. Because I would never, in a million years, send someone a message and then send them a message on a different platform to see if they got it. <laughs> it's very strange. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was actually thinking about. But but now I'm quite happy about. Friends I have now.、And、then it comes to the next question: Is do you think it's easy to make friends right now as an adult? Hmm. I mean, I think for for myself personally, right now, because I am in you know an intensive、uh, grad school program, and because we're studying to be librarians, kind of like you and I studying HR. I do think that there are certain programs that attract people. Of course, that have similar interests, but perhaps similar similar values and and、uh, personalities. And so, I think like、uh, HR, information attracts people who are sort of helpers, right?、Mm-hmm. So, I found that because I just moved to a whole new province、um, last, you know, back in September, and because I'm I'm in this quite intensive program where we we all just happen to spend a lot of time together, and there's a lot of different people who've come from elsewhere. And especially on the tail end of, of a pandemic, you know, a lot of people being isolated for the past, you know, nearly two years. I think that I have had, I've been okay developing friendships as as an adult,、um, certainly because I'm back in school. But even in my professional life, I mean, I think 
Yeah. I mean, it really depends. I, as an adult, I found that I've gained the most friends by um, joining associations. Like I was in a really fantastic community choir in Toronto. That was a very loving, nurturing sort of community. And I, I gained a lot of friends from that, but I can understand, you know, if you don't want to make friends through work and you're out of school, it could be, it might take a bit more effort to make friends again, especially in the pandemic. What do you feel? I, I agree. Part of what you said there, like, I think I make my best of friends uh, during my adulthood. Um, mm. and, and then they last, maybe because we became more mature. And that is, I mean, you and some and other friends I have right now, and we, we kind of value what we have, because we know it's difficult to make new friends. And part of me also think it's very difficult, because then now, like we've said before, every, they, they have their own life. They have their own priorities, right? So you are not the only one like what you used to uh, when you were at school, especially like high school or like in your undergraduate. So your friends is, is your friend is everything to you. So I feel like that's the part uh, that's the part that makes me feel, feel like making friends as adult difficult. Right. And plus, and you're at school probably a little bit easier. I wouldn't. I, I just assume it would be a little bit easier because you're all students. You're all focusing on study, and then you have same interests. But when it comes to work, right? So you are making friends. So your friends or anyone who around you or new people who's around you will be at work, and then would that make you like? Would that make making friend more difficult? Because now your friends are your coworkers, and are you willing to share some of things that were very intimate, uh, things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that is an interesting question because you've made friends through work, but oh. do you have friends who are current coworkers, or is it from like former workplaces? Uh, from former, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have Wanda uh, and I have Jennifer, so we're we're very good friends and very close. But even when I was working there, we're still very good friends. We share a lot of things, uh, very close. But then after I left, we're still friends. Here, because the the previous job I had, I've never been there at all physically. So everything was online, right? So it was very hard. And if people are friendly, but I wouldn't say that we're friends. And now uh, I went to, I physically went to work site uh, last year. Yeah, last year. And there are like three people on my floor. We're really close to each other. And I, there's one woman, I really like her. And I kind of shared a little bit of my own personal life with her. But I still feel like not like how I treat you. Um, so there's something I want to keep just to myself. Uh, I will be nice to you. I will be friendly with you. And I can share yeah. something with you. But I don't think if there's something bad happens or if I need help, uh, you are my go-to one. So I, I don't think is that like to you, is that a real friend or it's just kind of friend at work? I mean, I think that friendship can have different levels. I mean, with, you know, you had talked about before, you know, me having lots of different friends. And I think you can share different things with different people and you're going to have different commonalities, different interests. Right. And I think, yeah, the work friend is is tricky. I mean, before, I guess I'd say like the last three years, I hadn't really made close friends through work because I think, again, when you're when you're an introvert and when you value your privacy, um, which I mean, I guess could be true of introverts or extroverts, uh, you know, you don't 
you have the obligation to go to work. And for me, I don't like the, the sort of obligation of, of, of sharing things with people at my work, right? Like I kind of do like to keep my personal and professional lives separate, I guess. Um, yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, but I do think also we spend so much time at work and sorry, babe, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, no. Yeah. I think we spend so much time at work at the same time. Like it is kind of nice to forge those connections, especially when it's, when you're in similar positions and you're dealing with similar things. Like I know two, I made two really great friends from former assistant. You know, I was an assistant for a long time and I made friends with former assistants because I do think you kind of have to have those work, those colleagues who help you through and you have to have those people that you can vent to a little bit. And if they just stay work friends, that's perfectly fine. I think. Um, And it's still real friendship because again, it's like, we as humans, not to get too philosophical about it, but we as humans are meant to to connect, right? And different levels of connection is still connection. But of course, you do need those friends in your life as well who know everything about you and that, you know, you have no secrets also. Mm-hmm. I actually, you brought this, you brought this good point there. Uh, because I've been, te- I've been teaching at home uh from uh, for the why for a long time and every time I you know the moments I had there I it was kind of like not happy about everything and I had nowhere to vent I feel like I need someone who knows what's going on totally. will will yeah. understand what's going on there right but and then because I didn't meet anyone there and I didn't feel safe to you know message each other and say oh what do you think about this and and that <laughs> so I kind of feel like hmm, you know she's new and she always <laughs> complaints about everything so I didn't want to make them feel that way but when I when I went to Thames Valley and I feel like and oh we 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 even have like a Friday afternoon tea chat or something like it got together and talk about you know oh this is really terrible and look at that they shouldn't happen and if you have like I had problems questions and they were like oh yeah don't worry about it. it's not a big deal everyone make mistakes like that and the, those sort of sort of things is you can't get them from the outsiders, even though you're close friends, you just can't get because they didn't understand your whole work yeah. environment. But those people do. And that's why I think um, their friends, uh, they're also work friends, and they understand part of your personal life and your personality as well, but also your work life there. So that's why they will say something kind of like a customize their words for you. Yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, because they understand it more intimately than, say, like your partner or, you know, an outside friend could understand it, right? They're in the thick of it with you. I know I have one friend um, who I'm fairly close with, and we became friends basically because we hated this other assistant. (laughs) But, which is terrible, but at the same time, I think... I guess the only thing with work friendships is like you do need to have those people to vent to, like we were saying, but you also don't want a friendship built entirely on like hatred and like venting, especially about other people, right? So I guess for me, I love venting, but I am always careful with the the few work friends that I've retained to make sure that, you know, we have something in common other than just a mutual dislike of the situation, the person, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. That's something I think I'm getting better. I'm I'm always that kind of person. If you're nice to me, I'm like I'm opening to I'm open to you a hundred percent, and I will dump everything I have to you. And then after afterwards, I will be like, oh, why why did I say that? Now I regret what I whatever I said to you. And then what if you're gonna you know 
AI, I don't like her, and then turn your back on me, and then I, I just, I kind of had that insecurities after I said everything to the person. But I'm getting better now. Is like we said, you, you, you want to vent, but you don't want to be like full. Like your friendship is wholly based on the hatred or whatever, or on the other person. Because once you, once you leave here, then. You might just you might not have the friendship anymore, and then you might just be an acquaintance to that person. So that's something I'm getting better, and I'm careful. But still, sometimes I would say something I would regret afterwards. I know it's hard. Well, especially when you want it, when you want to share, and you're not sure if you can trust the other person. I will say, like, there's that old adage that says the people who will gossip with you will gossip about you, and I think that's very true. And so, again, I mean, I'm just trying to make the distinction between it's okay to vent and to to have these kind of work discussions because we're all human. We all need to vent sometimes. But again, I would just be. I have worked with people in the past where it's like it feels like all they do is complain, and you're not. I know, mm-hmm. even though we don't work together, but I know you're not one of those kind of people. But again, it's it's one of those little things that, again, in my kind of like you know almost 31 years of life, it kind of sends off little alarm bells. Yeah. Um, and I think too, when we are talking about about making friends as an adult, I think the thing is when you're younger too. Just to go back to what we were saying before, I just had a thought. Um, when you're younger, you are trying things out, right? And you probably have more energy and boundless time to explore and to meet all sorts of different people. And then as you get older, you kind of realize, you know, I don't think you close yourself off to things as much, but you, you might be more discerning because you know who you are and you know what your values are. And you also know that you have more limited time, right? So the people that you're going to make time for are, uh, are going to be worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. And that brought me to another question: is about jealousy. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I like that question. I kind of had a few moments uh, being jealous of my friends that they were so successful and they've had this oh, and things like okay. that. Like, how would you deal with that? Or have you ever had that moment? That's so interesting because I know when we when we talked about the question before, I was thinking of it more as like being jealous of friends time so for myself like when I felt when I felt jealous of other friends it's usually been if say two of my mutual friends were hanging out without me um or excuse me the the main one for me that I've experienced like time and time again is I'm close with someone and we talk a lot and then they get a boyfriend or girlfriend or partner and they're gone. <laughs> right. So that to yeah, me, yes. yeah, that's another, that's another aspect of jealousy where, you know, of course I'm happy for my friend, but it obviously doesn't feel good to just feel like perhaps you were a stand in, uh, you know, as a partner for them. And then now that they have the real thing, they're sort of gone a little bit. Cause then you, you feel like you kind of, you've come to rely on them a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think, Yeah, I mean, I have definitely felt jealous of of some of my friends, particularly like if they're partnered or, you know, if they're, um, yeah, if they're able to like make a home and kind of a family of their own, whether that's just like having a partner and, you know, a dog or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I think, again, I think once you get to a certain age, uh, you know, however you've lived your life, there are certain societal expectations that go along with it. So anyway, that was my roundabout way of saying that when I think of jealousy and friendship, I guess there's lots of different facets of it for me. Mm -hmm. And then I have another question about jealousy is, have you ever had friends are jealous of what you have? I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, they haven't told me. 
<laughs> the reason I'm asking you is sometimes I, I mean, I saw this. Uh, actually, just saw a few posts about that. Is people who, who being uh, who being have good life or happy life, they have what they have, and then they have friends that who don't have those sort of things. And when you share your happiness, what do you think your happiness will be? Kind of a hurt to your friend because she or he didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, I think jealousy and envy are just normal human emotions, and the more we stigmatize them, or the more we pretend that we don't have them, you're kind of denying your basic human existence, right? I think that probably everybody has those feelings.、Um, I do think ultimately a true friend would be happy for their friend, right? But at the same time, I think it's perfectly normal to have those kind of feelings crop up. I think something for me when I when I do feel Those feelings of jealousy or envy emerging, I sort of remember that everybody's. I mean, it sounds a bit cheesy, maybe, but everyone's sort of on their own journey, right? And especially people who have seemingly perfect lives、uh, are not necessarily happy. You just you never know what's going on with someone, and especially like you were saying before, Bate, when you're a private person, you don't share everything with everyone. It's easy to assume that everyone else is doing better than you are,、um, but that might not necessarily be the case. I would say.、Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that reminded me of the book I'm writing now. I really love the book. It's called The Psychology of Money. I don't know if you ever heard、yeah. of it. I highly recommend. I know it's about money, but some of the stories there and the saying there are more like life inspiring. So I really like it. And he says, "What whatever you see there, it's not as good as you thought, and it's not as bad as you thought as well." So、mm-hmm. I'm like,、hmm, I like that. So that actually really reminded me of that saying. Psychology of money. I'll definitely have to check it out.、Yeah. I will say too. I think, and maybe this is unkind or an overgeneralization, but I do think that typically people who are so focused on other people's lives, I think that's usually a result of them being unhappy in their own life, right? So, yeah, yeah. Get a life. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, because again, I do. On the one hand, I do empathize. Like I said, I think it's normal human emotion. It's okay.、Yeah. On the other hand, if like you're if you're just constantly nitpicking,、um, you know, I mean, I've had that even with my brother. Not to go too much off topic, but you know, my brother has a beautiful girlfriend. He's they've been together for you know over a decade, and she has the most wonderful family to the point where you know I've tried to get into the family. I was like, does she have a cousin, male, female? I'm open, you know, just to get into this wonderful family, right? And I remember like at, growing up, even being so jealous of my brother that he had this wonderful family、um, to kind of fall back on,、um, whereas I just had our family.、Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Dad,、um, but no. But I think, but again, then when you start talking to him, and this isn't to you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he'll ever see this. I don't want to like you、oh、know psychoanalyze <laughs> my brother's relationship or anything. But you know, once once you talk to him, you realize like things aren't perfect, and you know things are healthy and great, and and but you know, I mean, everyone has their problems, I guess. And I've just found again, like because I've spent a lot of my adult life single, I tend to sort of brush aside. Like as soon as someone has problems, but it's like they have a partner, I was like, well, at least not to do it alone. It's like. Well, no. Like everyone has their problem, you know. Like I just find sometimes I I can be a bit unempathetic in my worst moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that part. I'm being very honest on this thing, <laughs>、yeah. on this podcast. I will I will put a disclaimer there to be kind to our conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, 
I totally forgot about the question I was asking, but sorry, uh, I think I, I derailed us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me,、uh, I had a few moments like not not because like I think what you mentioned there, like your your friends had their partners there or they took different directions. But I totally agree that everyone has a different journey, and to be quite honest, it doesn't matter、uh, who you are with right now and how close you are with, and it. Eventually, it's just your very own journey, and every decision you may ask or you may talk about that with someone、uh, you love, but then eventually you will have to make the choice yourself and then take on a different direction, right? So I think that really hit me when you said that. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I have a jealous moment, I will just remind. Oh, remember, Alicia said that. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> a little Alicia in your head. Well, no, I, that's something that I've actually said. Uh, to myself is you know whether or not at the end of the night, no matter whether someone's in bed beside you or not, it's just you kind of looking up at the ceiling and、exactly. and I do think that some of the loneliest people like it's much lonelier to be in a relationship that isn't right for you than to be single and to be kind of open to to finding a relationship right. Anyway, I know this isn't a relationship podcast, but just something <laughs>、no. I've been thinking about, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't find, you don't want to feel like you're trapped in any kind of like. A, The relationship that doesn't really work for you. Totally, but、yeah. again, I mean, society at large, and even you know, someone else's friends might be looking and going, "Oh, I wish I had what they had." But again, you just—I think it's so important. And it, and in today's, you know, like I don't like to necessarily demonize social media, but everyone's kind of putting a certain image of themselves out there, and it's not. Of course, it doesn't tell the whole the whole story, right? Oh、so、yeah, just something to remember. Yeah, hundred percent. I I am. I tell you, I have this uh, uh, video thing going on. I was so when I started this channel, I never thought about having anything. So I was doing this for my own sake of practicing my English because I had a, a academic conference、uh, coming up. So I was trying to kind of sharpen my skills that moment. So I started doing seven day challenge of speaking English or whatever. So kind of got some attention there, and then people said, "Oh, I like how you are so confident. I like how you are so positive." I was like. Are you sure you're talking about me? Because I'm the totally the opposite person. You're, you're being so funny, babe. Yeah, but how, how they picture me is like,、yeah. wow! I never thought about me being confident and positive because I'm always negative about everything.、Mm. Oh, see, I, I don't see you as a negative person either. I see you as pretty positive, also. But maybe that's just because you're nice to me. I mean, if I was to come to you with a problem, you always have a certain perspective that just makes me feel makes me feel better, I guess. I see. That's that's when I think we have good relationship because when I'm not being positive to you, I think when you are around, when we talk about things, I just kind of feel positive and I feel like a lot of things that oh now I understood why that happened to me. Oh now I figure out things like oh I shouldn't kind of just dwell on that thing.、Uh, that's because you're around, and then I started talking to you, and I feel like hmm, that's really interesting. I didn't really thought about that. So so that's why I was like. Okay, that's a good topic. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. But you know, you do. I think that's something that's really important. Is you do have to surround yourself with people who make you feel good, who will be honest with you. You know, that's true friendship.、Mm. But I mean, and that's something I learned growing up. I think with with my dad. You know, I love my dad, and we have a great relationship. But he he is by and large a very Um, negative person,、mm-hmm. and there are times where I'm around him where I think, oh, like why do I feel so heavy? Why do I, <laughs> I feel so weighed down? And and then when I'm with people like you, who are, you know, you you cultivate your own,、um, you know, your own relationships outside of your family, and so I just think 
for myself personally, I, I just surround myself with people who make me feel good. Right. It doesn't mean that things are always going to be, you know, sunshine and roses, but, but, uh, but people's essence or their outlook is, is yeah, it, it maybe inspires you in a way, I guess. You're looking for someone, something that make you feel safe and happy. That's human、mm-hmm. nature, I guess. Totally. Yeah. yeah, and then that comes to another question.、Uh, I'm gonna just go around the question. Is when you talk about you have to be like not you have to be. You're always honest with your friend. You will tell truths with them, things like that. I had this friendship a, a while ago. I think I was too honest. I tend to be a little bit. Being always lecturing people or lecturing at people, and I was like,、yeah. "Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do this. This is not good for you." I didn't realize until one day, and she said, "Why are you always negative about me?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I mean, I, I didn't really mean that." And I just thought about like this will look good on you, and the other one didn't, and I didn't say that you are terrible. I'm, I mean, it's the thing, and then she didn't really like it. And then we, ha- we kind of have had, we kind of had a fight. About like I wasn't really being like that, and then she brought up a lot of things like you you are always next to me and you are always saying no to me things like that, and then it really hurt me. I feel like really heartbroken when she said that, and then we kind of took different directions. So,、uh, and then how I ended the friendship, I actually really cherished. So my question is, have you ever ended a friendship before? Yes, I had a friend in high school. And we, in the yearbook, in our gradu- graduating year, we were voted、um, most likely to stay best friends forever. And like less than a year later, <laughs> we were not speaking anymore. <laughs> and it was entirely my fault. And here's here's the thing that, and actually,、um, not to bring things back to my dad, but my dad at the time gave me advice, and it was good advice, and I didn't follow it, and it was a really good learning experience for me because. Um, I think, yeah, and actually, you're you're making me think, Bay, of all <laughs> all the friendships I've ended. I know not a ton, but a few, and not all of them on good terms.、Um, but anyway, with this friend from high school, you know, I kind of once we got to university, I sort of realized like she she could be very judgmental of other people, and we just weren't in sync anymore. And I remember going to my dad about this, and my dad saying, you know, just let it die out gradually, you know, maintain some distance. And I just went. You know what? No, I I don't like this. I'm. <laughs> I was like, I want it to end now, and so I just started ignoring her at school,、um, which was very awkward because we saw each other a lot. We had a lot of similar classes,、uh, you know, and、uh, <laughs> and I remember at a time, you know, eventually she just said like, "Why are you ignoring me?" And then we had a bit of a blowout, and then you know we did end up apologizing to each other, hugging, wishing each other well. And but I was very honest with her, and I said, "I'm sorry, I just don't really want want to be your friend anymore."、Mm-hmm. But but after that, it was、um, you know it was awkward, and I realized like that I acted very poorly, and I hurt this person who you know just because I realized that she wasn't the kind of person that I wanted to be friends with anymore. You know, she never she never treated me anything but. But nicely, you know, with respect, and she certainly didn't deserve.、Um, she certainly didn't deserve that sort of treatment. So that's actually something that I've always regretted, and I never want to forget that experience because it did teach me that. You know, I, I think sometimes when you're a bit of a people pleaser, you tend to go along with things, right? I don't know if you can relate to that, but hundred、um, <laughs> percent. Yeah, but then you end up resenting the person a little bit, right? Because you you feel like you're kind of bending over to their will. 
Right. And so I would say like, I, I, again, and it's just been a lot of like years of practice now where I kind of, as soon as I recognize that I'm not really a fan of a person, I'm not going to go along and just like be their friend. I'm going to try and maintain some distance. So anyway, to ask, to answer your question, yes, I have um, ended friendships before. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think what I've, what I've realized is it's best if you can to not hurt the person and to just gradually distance yourself um, because it does, it's not a good feeling to be on bad terms with people. Sometimes it has to happen, you know, if they do something really bad or, but um, yeah, for the most part, I think that it is possible to end friendships without hurting the other person. Yeah. I mean, I'm very terrible at letting things go uh, when, and I don't, I don't like, like we said in the very beginning, we, I don't like confrontation too, but I kind of feel like I wanted to end it officially or something like that instead of just trying to just let it dry, die out. But mm -hmm. then, then it, it turns out hurting each other even more. And so that's why I really like this question. And I wanted to ask you because I ended a few friendships there and I felt really terrible. Some of them, like, I, I feel like, well, it didn't feel really good, but it was the right decision. But some of the things I feel like I regretted what I did to them. And, and now never got a chance to say, oh, I'm sorry. And I, I wasn't, I shouldn't do that to you. And I, I was really being a a-hole at that moment, right? So, but yeah, and now I feel like, so brought to another question is what you learned from your friendship. I feel like for me, uh, you have to know yourself, what kind of person you are and what kind of personality you have. And that's how you make friends and maintain a friendship. And then that way you don't feel like, and I'm a hundred percent people pleaser and I never change. Then and sometimes I feel like I'm trying to uh, bend my rules and trying to fit in your needs. And then to the point, I feel like I just hate you and hate myself and hate the whole friendship. So, so now I'm more like, well, you know, um, if we can get along, I'm really happy. And but I don't really want to make a lot of compromises to, to yeah. keep this friendship, right? So that's something. Yeah, but you're right, Obey. Like just knowing yourself is so important, and also caring enough about yourself to maintain your boundaries is really crucial in friendship. And in terms of confrontation that you spoke about, I do think you know confrontation is is something I really struggle with. I still do. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten a little bit better over the years. I've done a lot of work with it, but you know, it is also sometimes necessary. Like, and the way I think of it is if you care enough about the friendship and you're upset, then you owe that yourself and the other person honesty, right? I have had to do that a couple times, you know, there's a way to be kind about it, but you know, if you, if you, um, <laughs> you know, if you give a hoot about the friendship, then you also are going to work for it. Right. And I think it's tricky when, uh, when you've been friends with people long enough, like I, like I mentioned, you know, I, I have a group of friends I've been friends with for over 17 years, over half our lives. Mm -hmm. And there have been times where, where I've really, um, been upset by things that they've, that they've done perhaps, and I'm sure it's mutual. Um, and then I've let it, I've let it slide. And something really magical happened when, you know, I was able to, to tell a friend that they had hurt me. Um, and I did it, you know, choking, choking out the words through my tears, but I was able to, to spit it out. And 
because I took a long time to think about what I wanted to say and to also frame it in such a way as I care about our friendship and this is why I'm being honest and vulnerable with you right now. The response was incredible. Um, Not only did my friend apologize and was very compassionate, but it really helped me to feel closer to her. Um, And I think ultimately it strengthened our friendship too. So I, yeah, I understand confrontation is hard. It's something I struggle with too, but it also is, is necessary at times. So, you know, confront me if you need to. (laughs) (laughs) I will. But that is what I never thought about that. I mean, having conversation like that is definitely hurting and for both of you and your friends. And but being honest means you have to show your vulnerability at that moment saying that, well, I'm I feel hurt because of what you've done. And also you may face the risk of losing the friend, right? Right. So that takes a lot got to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think ultimately, I mean, if, if being honest about, you know, being hurt is something that's going to threaten the entire friendship, then I would argue like, maybe that friendship isn't, isn't worth maintaining to yeah. some degree. Again, depend. I'm sure, you know, every situation is different. I'm no like psychotherapist or anything, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just think most friendships, you know, you, they can't exist on just like pure, happy honesty all the time. Like mm-hmm. if you're someone's true friend, you're going to see them at, uh, you know, at their, at their best and at their worst, you know, what's, what's the whole, uh, you know, contrived Instagram thing. That's like, if you don't, if you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best or whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, it's been overused, but there, I think there is a bit of a grain of truth in it. It's like, you have to be, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, part of having an honest friendship is being your whole self, I guess. And I think that is a great thing to talk about, not only just apply to, <laughs> apply Speaking to friends, there's my friend Bob. Friends, Bob yeah. Uh, not only applies to friendship, I think any kind of friendship or uh, any kind of relationship will work um, just because you, I think human human beings tend to assume everything, especially when it comes to uh, relationships. They will assume that you're thinking this way. They assume you should think for them and things like that. Once they didn't meet your expectation and you will feel disappointed and then you feel hurt and then you have this resentment to you. Go, Why did she do that to me? And even like you assume their motive. Right? Yeah, it's all in your own head. You're right. And, and, and then you have this whole drama. Yeah. 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 And you can just overthink it. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been there, right? I've had these whole conversations in my head and I've just assumed. And as soon as you actually... Uh, you know, I'm full of like contrived old sayings, but you know, what, what's the saying? It's like uh, assumptions make an ass out of you and me or whatever. Right. And so I think when you assume things, yeah, I, I mean, it's much harder to say it out loud and to actually have a conversation with the person. But again, I mean, yeah, there's what's that thing that Brene Brown says. It's like, you can't have like joy without sadness. You can't have joy without vulnerability. Right. Mm, yeah. 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 Did you read the book? <laughs> I've read, so I own all four of Brene Brown. Well, I guess she's written five now. I've, I have her fir- the first four books, and I have read, I think, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do really like her podcast. Anyway, sorry, Bay, I'm on your oh, podcast, but I'm actually here to promote, promote Brene Brown. <laughs> but yes, sadly, she she just she just says um, pause her two podcasts. Uh, and there's uh, a lot of things going on with the Joe Rogan and everything. And she said, I'm going to yeah. stop there for now and yes. until further notice. Then I don't know when, but I kind of feel sad about 
what's whatever going on anyway so that's not my then i have the very last question which is a very classic question is can can men and women actually be real friends without romance okay um i mean i think so but again i mean it could be like because i identify as queer things are a bit different like for instance like i'm attracted to women but you know you and i are friends and i'm not attracted to you i mean i think you're beautiful and lovely and i you know i adore you but uh, <laughs> but so i think i don't know i mean it's uh this is another thing that i think has been really enforced um through through the media right i mean i don't know if you've seen when harry met sally oh yeah 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 classic like 1980s rom-com love it to death but their whole thing right is that oh can men and women really be friends and then of course you know over the course of this I think it's like a 12-year friendship in the movie they do you know end up falling in love and I think that that can happen sometimes but I think by and large like generally when you meet someone and I'm sure like there are exceptions but generally when you meet someone you know whether or not you're attracted to them and I think this whole like friends to lovers trope is again you know something that's been really reinforced in movies and TV. I um, but I will say there have been some times, actually a few times, where I thought I was friends with a guy, and either it turned out that he was looking for something romantic, or more often than not, as soon as he got a girlfriend, he was gone. And again, that made me feel like I was, you know, their stand-in girlfriend or something, right? And and it was, yeah, it was hurtful. And so I will say, like, if if people you know, it's, again, it's really hard to be honest with someone about your intentions, but, you know, if you're attracted to someone, like, ask them on a date, like, don't, don't mislead them into thinking that that you're a friend and then try and, like, turn the tables, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess for myself, I mean, I do have, like, I think two, you know, straight dude friends that I can think of, and I don't have any sort of romantic attraction to them, and I think it's, it's mutual. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know, again, I think some people, a lot of times heterosexual guys, but I'm sure women too. Some people might, you know, enter friendships hoping for more, which I don't think is right. But ultimately, I mean, I do think it's possible. Do you think yeah. it's possible? I think it's possible. I do have, I, I do have a guy friend, uh, of course, straight, and he's my best friend. So mm-hmm. I, it makes me to think about another thing is about boundaries. Because it, when you have, when you have guy friends, right, and then they're going to have to have their own partners. And then that means that they will pay less attention to you. Or let's say if I text him a message at an, in, like during a mate night, would that affect his relationship with her or his or her girlfriend? So that's something that I was thinking, like if you don't text them very often or you don't share things with them, how could you guys be best of friends? But if you do share a lot of things with her, uh, with him, and then do you think you are trying to invade that kind of, relationship he was in with someone else yeah I mean one of my guy friends does have a fiance and I feel like even subconsciously like I have made efforts to to almost like signify to her that or you know signal to her that I'm not a threat or whatever which is kind of strange I think it's like it's kind of I don't know my friend Keely calls it like our our monkey brains right there is kind of this like like primordial like ooga booga like my mate you know or whatever stay away (laughs) um but but yeah I mean I do also think like you know if your girlfriend is like so insanely jealous of you texting another girl like obviously she doesn't trust you um my (laughs) 
again, I don't know if this will get back. Hopefully not. My cousin, um, her husband, his best friend is a girl, and they grew up together. And when my cousin first met her mother-in-law, <laughs> her mother-in-law said to her, um, what did she say? She's like, oh, yeah, we always thought that he would marry Katie. And Emily was kind of like, oh, like, like, do you even like me? But, but again, I think it is feeding into this sort of like trope of as soon as people, people just simplify things and people are always craving, you know, what we were talking about before. It's like, they just want to see people get married and have babies and buy houses and whatever, you know, the old like um, American dream or whatever. Um, but I think, it's easy to assume, like, if you see two young people of, of opposite, you know, perceived genders sitting near each other, oh, they must be in love. Like, I'm pretty sure I, I, rem I remember when I was in university, my, the first time I was in university, and my brother, who's two years younger than me, was at the same university, and, you know, once in a while we'd get lunch, and I remember be, being cognizant of the fact that, like, I hope people don't think we're a couple. <laughs> <laughs> People will just assume anything too, right? 100%. Even my parents did that too. I remember um, before I came here and um, my friend and I were, were always like, we will find a time and chat with each other about, you know, life stuff and other things. And then he tend to give me right. And um, my parents saw that, especially my mom saw that. She was so furious because she thought I was dating with him and without telling him, without telling her. And I was like, no, I told you about him. He, he's my best friend. We're like a sister and brother. What are you, like you even said he's a you even said he's a good guy. And now you're talking about we're being a couple or something like that. Like and then they just well, but like the way you guys were talking and the guy, you, you the way he he gave you a raid. I'm like yeah, but that that's what a friend does to me. Yeah, and then yeah. but they just assume and they were so worried that I would be in a relationship with him and like. What's wrong with him? Uh, he lived a little bit far from where I my parents live, and my you know, now now I'm really far from my parents, so let's just ignore that part. But and they were really worried about that. I was like, oh, okay, don't worry about that. Now I'm in another country, so you guys are totally fine. Yeah, but. but it's not just, sorry, babe, I mean, yeah, right. you again. it's not, it's not just parents though, because even right now, you know, I have um, a straight male roommate, right? And it's just him and I, he's like seven years younger than me. Wonderful guy. We hang out all the time. You know, obviously we live together. We do things together. We watch movies, TV, etc. And he's a wonderful person. And I can't tell you how many, um, <laughs> like whispering this, he doesn't hear this. Um, I can't, I can't believe how many um, of my classmates, you know, I'll talk about him or say, you know, cause he's a funny guy and, and they'll, they'll insinuate that there's something romantic going on. And I'm like, again, this boy is seven years younger than me. He's like a little brother. I would never think of him like that. And yet even people like of kind of our generation are just assuming, oh, like it must be a meet cute. Like they must be in love. <laughs> and so it's, it is strange. Eh? It's, it's yeah. like, I think we maybe need to normalize the boy-girl friendships more. Yeah, I I think I never actually thought about that before you brought this up. I I just when you when you said about him like how nice and when you came to visit me, you said, "Oh, he's so nice and he was nice to Tofu and Tofu liked him." And I was like, "That's a totally Alicia move be a friend." And like I never thought about there was be something else involved, but hmm, that's very interesting. Yeah. It's hard. I think Normalize, normalizing the boy and girl friendship is is something we may have to think about that, but also like a lot of things you can't control. 
Right. So even they say, "Wow, you know, you don't have to think about that. Think about this relationship in that way." But people are going to just be assuming that there, there, there is in romance in, in romantic stuff involved because that's how things has been working for thousands of years. If there's a guy, there's a woman, and it has to be something going on.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, yeah. And society is very heteronormative, right? So they just assume, like, boy, girl, they must want, they must <laughs> love each other. Like, but, but I think part of it too, to be fair, is is also innocent. Like, I know, you know, my family has had,、um, you know, when I've had male friends, I think my dad is sometimes like, oh, just a friend or whatever. But part of it is also like. I think that your friends and family hopefully probably want the best for you, and make, maybe they just want you to have a partner. Like again, I know, and you know, I don't want to make our our conversation about friendship all about like being single or anything. But again, this is something like as a single person, and as like the only single person in my family, right?、Um, I think there is kind of this like, oh, when's Alicia going to meet someone? You know, oh, oh, who's this person? You know, and they're just trying to to pry a little bit. But you know, a lot of times they just want you to be happy. I I think so, yeah, and、uh, they want you to be happy. the The want is a little bit too much sometimes, <laughs> to the point of like, oh, just just chill out a little bit. I, I know what I'm doing right there. Yeah, but again, I think sometimes we don't always celebrate,、um, you know, a, a single person's accomplishments as much as we do.、Mm-hmm. Um, But you know, I think getting married nowadays everything is getting better. I think, especially for women、uh, being single, and I think. It's not a big deal. They like their. I mean, they like be. They like being single and they enjoy their life. There's nothing wrong with it as long as you're happy. If a partner will make you happy, um, go ahead. You know, go for it. If if your life you have right now makes you happy, then live with it. I don't think. I think people are more not tolerant, but people are more open to to those kind of things that they think being single is not a thing and being single is just a lifestyle. You know, so I think that part. Is definitely more,、um, more welcoming nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I think things are changing gradually. It takes a long time to change society's opinions, but yeah, we're getting there. Things are on the up and up. <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. No, you know, some days I wonder. <laughs> okay, that is it. Yeah, I like it. I really got. I really learned a lot. Like a lot of、Aww. things that you said there actually made me start to think about. I mean. There, like we said, there are ups and downs, and sometimes you just don't really feel yourself that moment. You may have a lot of doubts about everything you have, and then, but you just need someone to talk about,、uh, talk with about that kind of things, and then you all of a sudden go, "Oh yeah, okay, I never thought about that." You just need a different perspective, I think. Totally, and that's what it's nice. It's nice to have friends from different, you know, kind of all walks of life because you get a lot of different, different、mm-hmm. experiences and the benefit of a lot of different. Yeah, different life experiences.、Mm-hmm. I was chatting with Wanda the other day, and she said, "Being introverted doesn't mean you don't need friends. I mean,、totally. you, yeah, you still need to feel connected. You don't have to go crazy, but you you need you、yeah. need to know that there's someone there for you when you need them." And so, well, yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. I mean, I think introversion just means that you sort of recharge by being on your own, right? It doesn't make you any less outgoing or any. Um, more averse to people. I think that's a common misconception.、Mm-hmm. I learned a new word today. I really want to use that. I think every time when I talk to you and you are a what's that called? 
battery charger, not a battery drainer. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So I I was watching a documentary about a Tinder Swindler Swindler. Oh,、Netflix. I saw. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it, was, it, but I saw ads. It was crazy. Anyway, I just thought that was funny, and then the the woman <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, he's definitely a battery charger." I was like, "Hmm, okay, I'm gonna use that today." <laughs> Oh, glad I'm being compared in your mind to the Tinder swindler. <laughs> Why, <Well> , you know? <laughs> That's so true, though. I do think, yeah, because there are people who drain your energy, and there are people who kind of recharge you. And I think it's important to have. I mean, you know, you can't always、uh, select the people in your life. I mean, you can't choose who you work with, or even sometimes who your family、um, is. But I think that you can, yeah, you can choose who you spend your your. Extra free time with, right? So I was happy to spend this time with you, Bay. Hundred percent, and I feel really good. I mean, we're doing this for a podcast, but also feel like we're just chatting、yeah. as we normally do. Yeah, so I really like it. Thank it you. Nice yeah, yeah thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and everything is honest right there. If you do have your own thoughts and opinions on friendship, please leave a comment down below.、Uh, I will definitely check it out, and I also share that with my friends as well.